life. One of my friends actually said this. It's actually a mutual friend between us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he said basically the first time because we're all together, we're just chilling as like a group. Yeah. And then he said first time he got to Russia, his thoughts when he opened the window were. Um, wow, this city is so beautiful. Wow, these lights are so beautiful. Yeah. But now, when he opens the window, his first thought is, "If I jump, will I die?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. And and everyone was like, "Dude, I thought I was the only one." And it's the Soul Engineer back again with another podcast. It's another episode. It's another day. It's another Sunday. Well. For me, I only record on Sundays, so it's another Sunday. You might hear the podcast on a Monday or a Tuesday. And I'm back here with one of my friends, someone who's familiar to me, a familiar face to me. We banter about a lot of things. We cry over the same things, which is constantly school. And yeah, her name is Aisha. We came together in 2019. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, guys. Um... I'm honored to be on your podcast, by the way. It's an honor. Thank you Thank for you. that. Um, my name is Aisha Sibanda Kemotwana. I'm living in Moscow, the central capital Moscow! of Russia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a student, of course. And yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. What are you studying? And if you want to share, where are you studying? I'm studying business informatics mm-hmm. um, at Financial University. Ah, oh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. What... Not a lot of people know a lot about my course, but basically, yeah. it's a combination of computer programming, economics, Ooh. accounts. Yeah, yeah. But basically, it's mostly focused on the computer aspects of businesses. Mm-hmm. You focus. Ah, I, I can understand. So you have to do a lot of data analytics, it's, data yeah. science along. The yeah, line. half of my subjects are computer-based and then the other half is business Business. studies economics and accounts yeah is it what you expected to study though like were you aware of it um honestly i picked this course with my eyes closed what (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even playing with you because when i when i first applied to russia yeah i i honestly did not think my grades were good enough to get here i mean i Mm. knew i had 48 points but I scored at Rainbow, and Rainbow had some pretty tough competition. So oh, even yeah, though I did yeah. have like 48 points, and mm-hmm. like most of my subjects were 89%, mm-hmm. I was still like number 20. So it kind of reduced Ish. my confidence a bit. And I was I like, if I'm 20 understand. in my school, how am I going to be, you know, on top for this program? Yeah. So basically, when I was applying, I just applied for any course, basically. At any vibing school, with and I was it. like... I was vibing with it and it's like if god wills i got this and yeah. then i applied and i never looked twice really and then you know two months yeah that's good two months down the line i got the call so hey, Shana, <laughs> that wait period we'll get to that we'll get to that um do you like it so far is it something you're interested in are you i mean of course you said you, clo- you picked it with you know just blindly but after you started it did you feel like yeah this is something i might get into Actually, I've always been like really interested in like IT. Mm-hmm. So and business studies. Business studies is my best. Oh yeah. So so I don't know. It just combines the two things I love the most and it mm-hmm. just works out. So yeah, I'm yeah. very happy with it, actually. That's cool. 
I'm so very happy to say. We might see you working for these big IT brands one of these days, eh? Hopefully even one up day. Your own. It'll be cool if you In set Botswana. up your own. Exactly. <laughs> In B-Dub. <laughs> exactly. Which Not brings us, country. it now brings us to exactly why I got you onto the show. So I was scrolling on Facebook mindlessly, like what I always do on summer holidays. And I found one of your posts, or well, not a post you posted, but something you shared. It was, let me just look for the thing. It was some guy who was, who was talking about, if you have time, just leave Botswana. If you have the resources, leave B-Dub. No, his, his, if I'm not paraphrasing, his exact yeah. post was, was don't forget to leave Botswana after you're successful and financially stable. There we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the guy. And, you know, I saw that status a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I ain't got time for this. I was, I was too out of my mind. And then when I saw you shared yeah. it, I'm like, whoa, whoa, this one is onto something. I think I'll put a snippet of the, 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 the for those that are watching the episode, I'll put a snippet of the the post um on my stay on on the video, and let me just hear your thoughts on that. Do you think? Well, uh-huh. let me put it this way: Do you think people? What do you think people think about life as an international student or just moving outside Botswana? Well. It's kind of a complicated subject because, yeah. you know, I put this on us, honestly. Mm-hmm. We only share the good parts. Like on Instagram, you're always smiling. Yeah. You know, like when you post it on Facebook, it's just a good time. You just show how beautiful the city is. We don't mm-hmm. really share our struggles. So it's hard for people to see that we do have struggles. But then mm-hmm. on the other hand, people tend to be so ignorant. Like they believe that leaving Botswana yeah. equals a happy life yeah a happy peaceful calm life yeah it doesn't even matter where you're going as long as you're not in africa it equals success and a happy life which is a narrative that's unfair and i can yeah. even like not even just like random people even my closest like family members i could tell my sister you can i'm depressed depression that's always the chat yeah the only scheme we we're just living the soft life we they just don't understand. And they're like, when I Kaunali, every single thing you could have possibly wanted. They don't understand. It gets so hard, especially because yeah. when I got here, I was underage. And yeah. I honestly, I was very spoiled, you know? I feel you. I yeah. had everything done for me. I was cooked for, clean for everything. So when I came here at such a long, young age, mm. I had to basically become an adult all by myself. Overnight. And it was overnight and it yeah. was not easy at all i did yeah. not know who to follow who could possibly advise me and of course i did have a girl in my school i don't want to get Motswana, and she was always there for me but like besides that i had to basically carry myself and mm. just and just basically rebrand every single thing i was not taught in my childhood and just become a new person and don't even get me started on the weather in Russia. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to get into and that And that one. terrible and weather is about to start in a month. Oh my goodness, I'm not ready for that. And it's like, I had the pressure of basically making my own food, cleaning my own house, basically just doing yeah. everything for myself and still having to keep my academics high. 
it went from getting a rainbow and my mom did mm-hmm. everything for me. And the only thing I had to focus on was my academics. Now I'm looking at my finances. I have to learn how to properly account for myself, manage my money, all those yeah. things. And it was just, it takes such a toll on your, on your mental health to mm-hmm. just go from no responsibilities to 100 responsibilities. And those are the things that people don't see. And of course, it does come with a little bit of freedom and you can be like, yeah, I can do ABC with my money. My mom wouldn't have allowed me. Yeah. But then once you do the ABC with your money, <laughs> and then you miss, you miss your mother. Like, don't buy this. Don't buy, buy this. <laughs> and it's I, like. It's happened to me so many times. Same, same. And nobody sees those sides of us. Nobody sees. Because at the end of the day, we're all human. We make mistakes. We make financial mistakes. And nobody sees the parts where we struggle. Not Mm -hmm. because we didn't have enough money, but because we are young adults and we didn't use our finances. We just didn't make the right decisions, yeah. Exactly. And people don't understand that. Like studying abroad, you lose basically your family and your friends who are like your supervisors, per Mm -hmm. se. People who are always there for you and had your best interests at heart. And you're on your own and it can be very, very, very lonely and depressing, honestly. Most of the time. So it's not, true, yeah. yeah, it's not a movie, as they say. Life's not a movie. <laughs> Let me not ask you this movie. question. <laughs> At what point or w- when did you feel like you're, at the most responsible moment of your life or when did you feel most responsible over yourself ever since you've been here well i can safely say that my least responsible point was the first time i got here oh my because <laughs> i was so big-headed i thought i knew everything nobody could tell me anything you see yeah. i thought in my head, the more I swipe, the more money comes into my account, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I so it was you. just reckless spending, buying things I don't need. And I also got in trouble in my hostel because I, I never had to make my own bed. So I didn't know how to like do anything. Ah, so, yeah. Yeah. So I got in trouble for like untidiness and stuff like that. So there I was very immature. I was young. I was below 18, you know, so... Mm. It was hard, but I, I, I kind of kicked myself <laughs> out because I saw I was going to get kicked out. It's like the way it keeps going. What? Ah, bro, I had so many problems with the commandant. The commandant is like the matron, the dean of the hostel. And yeah. if, at some point it was like week in, week out, she'd come in storming into our room and just throwing a piece of quote unquote hate speech, not real hate speech, but I, I man, it just felt like hate speech, you know? And I, was I like, experienced the same I, thing in my hostel. Yeah. Trust me. And I was like, I had, see, I bet I'm out. See you next time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, you were saying, continue. Same thing happens to me. You know, it's like they don't even realize the, the little things they're doing are like bothering us, you know? Yeah. It's like I walk into my hostel and my hair looks different and it's like someone wants to touch it or it's like Ish. there's just no respect for boundaries. And then... Yeah. Or someone, like, basically, um, I got in trouble the other time. Basically, me and my roommate were both African. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got in trouble the other day for just being in the kitchen. And we never leave it dirty. And the guy was basically saying, your kind of people are always creating a mess. That's and while exactly I- <laughs> why I kicked myself out of hostel. 
this is a public kitchen. So many people come into this kitchen. Why are you assuming that <laughs> yeah. we are the ones who leave a mess? Then he's like, your kind. I've dealt with your kind. And those are the kind of things you were saying. Yeah. And of course, when he, does, when he says those things, he doesn't realize how much he's hurting our feelings. But it really bothered us. Yeah, and how much it he really, just really doesn't have us. the facts straight. I mean, you can't just come exactly. and throw, and throw a, a wad of accus- accusations at someone without actually knowing what really happened, who's behind all of this, who's responsible for it. Could be someone else. Heck, could be the Russian person. It could be your own daughter. I'm just yeah. Basically, yeah. he he said, uh, you know, me and we're basically keeping the kitchen dirty, so our kitchen on our floor is locked, just cause you know. Wow. I, I don't think it would be yeah. So we, we, <laughs> I don't think it would be locked if you looked different, but it is. Just where do you he said, do your stuff in? Like we have to go to another floor. Stuff? We have to go to another floor, like take the elevator, go upstairs, stuff oh like my that. Days. Yeah. And he said he's not gonna open it no matter what, but it's not even allowed to keep it locked this long. So wow. Okay. You still have an answer. Where, mm-hmm. where, like, where did you feel most responsible? Um, honestly, I would say right now. Mm-hmm. This is like the point where I I don't even like spend recklessly anymore. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah. I think I prioritize what I need. I. I feel like I'm a better overall person. I'm more mature than I was the first time I got here. Yeah. Like I've 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 gotten down to earth and I've accepted the situation. Yeah. This is not my this is not like my home my motherland. So mm-hmm. yeah. there are gonna be situations where people will treat me differently or exclude me or segregate me. And it's it's not necessarily something I enjoy, but it's something I've comprehended and I'm and I'm better at handling situations. So embracing I'm it. not, yeah, not really embracing, more like not letting it affect me as it would have like um, oh, I get, two, I three years ago. That. So, yeah. yeah, so I feel like I'm most mature. I, I'm just happy with where I am mentally, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of all the problems we have as international students. I'm, I'm happy right now. So yeah. I feel That's, mature. It's, it's good to see that you've come from a place of complete chaos. You know, let's say, I remember the day we came here, like down to the T, 21st of October, uh, 2019. 21st October, 2019. And from that day up until now, it's good to see that progression, that contrast into how you felt like you're in a chaotic state when you first came to, to Russia and how you feel now. You feel like, not everything is in control, of course, but you could make proper decisions and you could still have some sort of peace of mind. You know, it could be stuff like, hey, I'm drinking water. It could be stuff like, I'm actually waking up. I actually might attend class, you know, for the sake of attending. <laughs> <Big> it. <mind. laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> As compared to, I know a lot of us when we first came in Pathfuck, Hey, dog, it's just the thought of going to class to hear someone speak, to try and teach you a language in that very same language just felt hysterical. And yeah, you start off the day and you felt like you're catching an L just from the, from the get go. That's it's, true. It's good to see that progress. And oh, man, 
I think also people at home need to understand that life is it's it's not by chance that it's 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 not by choice for the most part. Well, it is, but it's not really by choice that we're learning in whatever language we're learning in. Heck. Yeah, we didn't choose this life for ourselves. We didn't, yeah, we didn't choose. It chose live. us. <laughs> it chose us. We didn't really choose living. I mean, if we sp- had a choice, we'd be studying in English. So. No cap, no. Cap. <laughs> yeah. No cap. And what I all o- what I also wanted to ask was, do you think, just by virtue of leaving Botswana borders, you're exposing yourself to a lot of mental health threats you know depression anxiety maybe loneliness i know that's the biggest one well i've never per se growing up i've never felt alone mm-hmm. i've never been in points where i felt like i needed um <clears throat> like therapy or anything well of course excluding the point where my dad passed but mm-hmm. besides that i've never i've never felt as lonely as I have coming here per se yeah it's like especially during quarantine that's where my my thoughts just there was nothing positive in there hey it was just oh, what did you have, it was just <laughs> rain nothing, oh my days quarantine nothing positive some you positive. know when I when I look back at people who post about you know quarantine was a time to learn quarantine was a time to be with yourself, embrace the world, embrace silence, embrace slowness. I'm like, my guy. <laughs> Some of us. Quarantine was just. <laughs> Some of us. Spent, it was the point where. Yeah. Sleepless nights wondering. Oh, and. What's life? One of my friends actually said this. It's actually a mutual friend between us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he said basically first time because we're all together we're just chilling as like a group yeah and then he said first time he got to russia his thoughts when he opened the window were um wow this city's so beautiful wow these lights are so beautiful yeah but now when he opens the window his first thought is if i jump will i die (laughs) (laughs) you know and and everyone was like dude i thought i was the only one and we've normalized this this suicidal thought so much that it was just it was yeah <laughs> we've just normalized yeah. thinking so negatively dark thoughts because dark thoughts because i don't know if it's the homesickness or it's just the environment in general but it really takes a toll on your mental health yeah let's try and unpack that a bit what could be the real issue like why is it that when we come here, it just becomes, it just feels like we're in a dark closet, not even a dark closet, heck, we're in a dark tunnel with no air and you just want to, I don't know, break free, something like that. Well, mm-hmm. for me personally, I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I'm my happiest in summer. I'm not yeah. like super happy, but I'm my happiest in summer. So I would say, Number one is probably the pressure from school mm-hmm. because it's not, it's not minor pressure. It's extreme. Yeah. It's daily homework. It's daily work. It's tests in a language you don't speak. It's your classmates treating you differently because you may not understand as well as them. Yeah. It's just, it's all those things combined together that just, um, that just 
make you feel the certain weight on your shoulder that you cannot lift off cuz mm-hmm. i remember i had this one teacher she was a math teacher basically and i could i really could not understand her at some point i, I tried the most difficult ones they are so difficult <laughs> and i was trying my hardest and i could not yeah. understand her mm-hmm. and then she basically said like if you don't understand why you even here why don't you just go back to your country hey. where you belong you don't belong here it was stuff like yeah. that and i swear i didn't go to school for the next week i was just defeated because you know when you're trying your hardest and someone basically tells you you're still not good enough why are you here my g Dang, i was defeated like <laughs> what about you just to make light of a moment i don't know if you know this meme of this other nigerian guys you are worthless you're not going to make it i don't know if you know it <laughs> no i don't um, what? <laughs> yeah i'll look for it i'll send it to you i know one of us has it in russia i've seen it from someone's status and i love to yard but yeah for me i think my darkest moment or hey yeah pathfuck guys yo 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 my first year was a bit yo 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 just waking up and hearing something that's not english Oh my <laughs> days. Oh my days. Uh, I don't like how relatable that is. <laughs> oh my But I loved but fuck I don't want to lie to you. No. Before quarantine I loved it. Yeah, of yeah, of course before anything before quarantine was late, you know, like life actually felt yeah. moving. For me it wasn't it wasn't life and pathfuck. It was the lessons themselves. Like school itself was the problem. as i think as it should be but man it just felt like it took a new level of problem like the the definition of problem had been redefined to something that was similar to slavery that's how it felt to me yeah <laughs> and if but fuck mm-hmm. felt like that how did transitioning to first year feel first year was okay i'll get hey first year okay so for me i know the mistake i made in first year If you guys remember, I came to Moscow on the last weekend of the holiday. And the- mm-hmm. <laughs> remember that? And mm-hmm. the following Monday was school. Like I remember I was in Moscow and I was with Tobo and Bolerato and the guys and the first thing Tobo said when he woke up that morning was like, "Essas, tomorrow we're going to school." and the mood just changed sounds like something probably <laughs> the mood yeah. that the whole mood in the house just changed the following day and for me it was it's, it was not only we are going to school it's tomorrow we are going to school i'm still in moscow i'm 700k <laughs> <laughs> from kursk what am i doing with my life and i actually wanted to bunk that first week of school cuz i i just wasn't mentally ready that's yeah. the mistake i made disappearing from school before school started and then i dragged myself onto the train and went back i came back home i was so dead beat tired the following day when school started i was half awake so when teachers were speaking i was i was half dead you know the stars tried to tell me it. The stars is like yo man these are your subjects for the for the year this is what you're going to do lace me your number all those details i was like yo bro i can hear you but i can't hear you <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> but yeah that's one thing one one piece of advice i might tell someone who's listening is 
you have to be mentally and physically ready at least two days before school starts you know like mentally yeah. you, should, you should be at the place you basically should be at school before school starts by school i mean in your city or whatever and just, basically mm-hmm. one thing that i always do it's something i've always done since i was like a yeah. kid and i know it's not something i need to do now but it, it puts me in the mood of school like yeah you know how when you were younger it's like no yeah pep when you'd buy the back to school exactly thing. i do that every exactly. every time i'm starting after a holiday you know get i got new books new pencils but i just i want to put my mind in that mindset that okay exactly you know like you're looking forward to something so i just i know i don't need to per se because i only need mm-hmm. basically two three books but i do make an effort to like buy new books and new pencils new pens i just you know put myself in the mood and it's something that works for me but yeah. just figure out what motivates you that actually works for when me i go to school actually i had to bunk a lesson to do that last year <laughs> <laughs> so once i did that i bought a book i bought a couple of pens some stationery some rulers you know all that stuff some exactly files. yeah just you know just get into the mood school after that like that was like week two into school week three into school yeah i felt like yeah you know i'm doing something with my life you not see? much but it's honest work you know that's how exactly. it felt and yeah that 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 yeah year, year one was not bad actually like overall i think i could i don't mind what had happened in year one yeah there were a lot of hiccups you know yeah rian like you now have to switch from understanding your pathfuck teachers who are teaching you slowly but surely to now exactly. lecturers who are here to teach you university level knowledge and they're not and here to, you live a whole yeah you teachers, leave a whole lecture yeah. room learning three words exactly <laughs> like the teacher is not here to teach you pedagogy or vocabulary that teacher Mm-mm. is here to teach manega and if you if you're not listening I'm so sorry. Sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was that was that was that that was year one, and that's what it felt like. That that's what it felt like. And let me ask you this question. Yeah. Well, we're about to start year two. You're finishing in fourth year, right? Your final year is fourth year. Yes. There's about three years left. And what does life look like? No, let me not say what does life look like. the prospects of going to Botswana is it something you're waiting for your soul you're looking out to do or is it more eh, based on the current socioeconomic state socioeconomic status back at home well i feel like personally for me how i see it is that Botswana is not educating us mm. and sending us to other countries providing us with financial medical everything aid for us to you know go work for a high end country or like a first world country it's just, mm-hmm. it's not what they're doing so from my understanding is that i've been sent here to provide a service to my country haki hezaha i'm not here to try and go to another first world country or perhaps stay in Russia and improve this country because it's not my place it's not my legacy you know yeah. so my biggest goal haki hits like while i think and see what i can do whether it's working for another business starting my own 
yeah. just improve my own country and provide the service to Botswana as a Botswana and just one day feel like I made a difference in my country. Yeah. So that's one thing I'm really looking forward to. I'm not... It's just taking me back to this Instagram post where it's like... Because it's something that a lot of Africans do and it's the reason why Africa is way behind. Mm-hmm. We Basically, what we do, we drain the educational services from our country. Yeah. And once we're done with them... Exactly. Once we're done with them, we just leave it and just mm-hmm. go to a first world country and basically improve a country that's already far Maybe. beyond everything. Exactly. Yeah. And just <laughs> leave our own country to the dust. And it's just, it's just not something I'm trying to do. Botswana yeah. has always been my dream, my goal, my everything. So it's just, it has my heart. So. I, I honestly do understand. Yeah. And I, those are the actual, that's what's actually on my mind as well. Something that always comes into my mind is maybe I'm being too harsh on the people that say they want to leave bots. Maybe I, I, I don't understand them. So sometimes I try put them in, in my, I put, I try put myself into their shoes and see maybe the thought process behind all of this, see where they're coming from. And I notice, you know, most people back at home are unemployed. Most people back at home, whatever skill they learned in, in university, it could be marketing, it could be even engineers right now, it could be chemical engineering or mechanical, whatever engineering, or something as specialized as yours, like business informatics. You know, it's what can I say? Companies are really there's no market, there's yeah. No market. It's not that there's no market, but <laughs> it's almost as if people just don't want to hire people and it's almost as if people don't know, like companies are not, they don't know what they want, but they want someone, but they're not going to hire a fresh university graduate. You know, it's something complicated. What I've seen at the, at the workplace back at home is people who are working complain that there's not enough people at the workplace. And then people at home who are not working complain that there's not enough jobs. So it's, it's kind of weird. It's like a paradox. And some people feel like if they leave the country, that would solve, you know, that problem. They could get food, they could get a stable salary. And quote unquote, what most people say is I'll have enough money to send money back at home. Well, to be honest, that's not really what it is in practice. But yeah, that's what a lot of people say. And what are your what what when that comes to your mind what what do you think of what what are your thoughts on that? I feel like I never really thought of it like that. Honestly, mm-hmm. I never really looked at it from a different perspective, and it's always just been to me people are abandoning Botswana. Yeah. But when you put it like that, it's like plus it's no secret that um, you're more likely to get paid a higher amount of money or like yeah. a larger amount of money in a first world country than you are yeah. perhaps back home so speaking from a financial point of view it does sound like a logical idea especially if mm-hmm. maybe you've been trying and you're unable to find a job in your own country but then again it's it's just it's hard for me to comprehend the idea of our country developing slower than it could yeah because people take 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 and don't want to give back yeah that's true 
perhaps maybe someone is offered a job and they say no in the UK or something mm-hmm. so it's just you basically absorbed all of Botswana's resources perhaps you graduate and then you decide Botswana's not for me I'm out I, I, I got what I needed I'm yeah. out so it's complicated in that sense but I would really 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 prefer per se for a lot of graduates to at least try to find jobs in Botswana before yeah. Or it shouldn't be like a certain thing. Like you've made up your mind, you're not even gonna try for the country, you're not even gonna try to look for a job because yeah. honestly, salary-wise, Botswana is one of the best in Africa. Like no cap. they really pay employees, especially places like Debswana, there by C B D. Like yeah. There's a lot of well paying jobs there. So it's better to at least try to look for one. And that's when you can start looking at your other options. From the time you're 14, you've already decided, I'm not even going to try for this country. I'm here for education. I'm done. Yeah. So it just, just try. Give Botswana the benefit of the doubt before you step out. Yeah. Um, Basically, yes. And I agree with that. That's very true. You can't just... What I'm, what I'm, what I'm seeing nowadays is that people just want to like get, they want to get education from bots because you know education in Botswana is free, and if you are smarter, maybe you get your six A stars, you go study at like a top institution, and that's it. You leave Botswana, maybe you, you renounce your citizenship, become a Canadian or something of that nature, and you know that's it. That's all. And what comes into my mind is. Do you think we have a problem? We have a mindset problem back at home in, in the sense that all, like you mentioned, all we want to do is take, 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 but we really don't see the essence of giving. We, and because of that take mentality, what we want is, you know, we want food, of course we want shelter, but we want to be educated. We want someone to pay our bills. We want uh, we want to get money and once we have that i don't care about anyone else's problems and if where i am doesn't solve those problems i'm sorry i'm gonna abandon that place and leave it instead of having a sense of purpose of i'm here in Botswana, this is home and i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure this is the best place to live not just for myself not just for my children but for anyone who lives in Botswana. Could it be that problem? I think that's the problem. Well, for me, I just feel like Botswana tend to think of the smaller picture. Mm-hmm. They look at what's best for me right now. Yeah. It's never really what's best for my family, what's best for my grandchildren, or what's best for my country. Yeah. It's just, it's always something that's personal to them. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's this overgrowing mentality in Botswana that if you go to another country automatically all your problems disappear they don't comprehend that wait maybe the problems I'm leaving behind here are things I'm gonna face in another country what if people don't think about that that. what if I encounter problems I've never had here for instance racism which is quite what if exactly they don't think of the ups and downs they just see 
the other side, the other parts of the world as an app. There's just mm. no downs to them. Mm. So it just it needs to be seen as what I'm leaving in Botswana, what I think I'm running away from is probably a blessing in disguise. Mm. And because Botswana are so blessed. Man. Botswana is one of the most fortunate countries I have seen and it's so giving. It cares for its people to the best of its ability, though it's had so many problems. It's, I appreciate Botswana for everything they've done yeah. because when you look at like our neighboring countries and the different things that they go through that we don't experience, we just yeah. see on the TV. It's like, don't you just sit at home and have a sense of comfort that this is not you. Your country is doing its best to provide you free healthcare, free school, free everything. Yeah. So it's just important to appreciate them. So I feel like people need to not look at leaving Botswana as an escape and more of like as a, a decision that could also have its own consequences as well. That's and those true. consequences are not necessarily going to be good. So mm. appreciate what you have because if you don't, when you lose it is when, you know, like, it might be too late. You might have already spent 15 years in another, another country and it's too late. You feel like so I just, made the worst decision of my life. Exactly. And by yeah. then, Kore, maybe you're already married in a different continent. So it's just, you can't go back. <laughs> so, yeah. Would you be open to marrying outside Botswana though? Like, is it something that has crossed your mind? Well, <laughs> I don't mean to spill the tea, but my boyfriend is not a Mopana. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going, but okay. he's not a Mopana, so yeah. Nah, Very open. You. Very open, yeah. yeah. I guess for you, it's more of what, who the person is, not where he's from. It's never really been about where the person is from. I'm just, yeah. I just care about personalities. It's just, it's yeah. not, I'm not going to say I'm not going to marry someone from India for what, but it kind of feels like racism to me. I just, it's not something I do. kind of is, but yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so, very open. What about you? Yeah, me, <laughs> me. Okay, it's not that I don't want to marry people from outside, but I like Botswana, man, so. I'm a happy guy with a happy Botswana girlfriend and want to keep Cheers it that, that way. <laughs> yeah. Cheers no to stress, that. No stress, no problems. Mm-hmm. It's... I don't know. I I don't I don't see why to I don't I, I just don't see why to look elsewhere. Exactly, exactly. And just on that, just moving back to bots. Um maybe We've been talking about people from back at home. Yeah, it's time maybe to talk about people who are in the diaspora. I was, well, I do understand that a lot of us are here because we see nice opportunities. They're great opportunities. I'm not going to lie. Just the fact that there's cheap, fast Wi-Fi, man, that just makes half of them. Makes the task even better. But while here, what I always tell myself is I'm here to see what other people are doing and how I can make it work. Or how can how I can do it better back at home? I want to make free fast Wi-Fi accessible or cheap fast Wi-Fi accessible back at home. 
I want to see how we that can. That's brilliant. Yeah, I want to see how I can order a taxi without looking for a taxi guy's number from a friend on WhatsApp back at Thank home. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I want to see how I can check where Mohoditani Route Six is passing. If I'm Without on the asking bus, Ragon, Nana, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. Easy, all that stuff. And mm. I, I don't want to come to Moscow. I don't want to come to Russia to experience that. No, I want to see it happening at a place I call home. And it should be a mindset we should all be having, you know, seeing how we can do something, even if it's not the same thing other countries are doing, but see how we can solve our problems and make them better back at home and, and make the situation better back at home. And from what I've seen from people that solve problems is most of them when really never out to do it, to make millions or to make money or to live the soft life or, you know, a lot of reasons why what's on on the move out of the country in the first place. Most people were doing it because they see the benefit of helping people the money part kind of solves itself. The money part, it just solves itself. Look at this guy, Elon Musk. I don't know if you know about him, but that guy has done so many crazy things in his life. He made PayPal. The, I, I think you, you, you might have used PayPal maybe once or twice. I've um, never used it, never but used I've it. heard of it. Yeah. yeah. And basically PayPal was in the era of credit cards paypal was like spare bank per avoid and it just made sending money across borders easier and that was his task to make sending money easier he didn't want money people's money he wanted people to send each other their money in an easier manner and things just he got he got the money he deserved for that because it solved a problem and that's the kind of mindset i think is important back at home the money, the care, the soft life, quote unquote, takes care, takes care of itself. Somehow it always does. Somehow people always will find a way to appreciate what you're doing, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is a beautiful mentality. Yeah. And it actually gets me thinking, like, you see, when you were talking, the thing that was on my mind is ish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's hey. the only thing that has been on my mind. I was exactly. Like, <laughs> no, but see now I, you it, have me thinking. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like you see the troika could be. It could be you see that taxi that that combi seat like, how's mm. another combi, the 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 seat just behind, like the seat on. Yeah, the, that one, yeah. You can put it there. He hops in. Or the Kondai holds the Troika machine. And yeah. It's, you know, simple things. And because it's a Troika, it can be used for buses, can be used for taxis, it can be used for combis because it's a Troika. That would be so brilliant. Yeah, so keep thinking big. You're in this business informatics world. <laughs> it's something that could work. I am. Yeah. <laughs> And wow. um, in closing, what would you like to say to Botswana back at home? Oh, Botswana. My fellow Botswana, I just need you all to appreciate your country. Just mm-hmm. love it, respect it, protect it, and don't litter. <laughs> don't litter. 
<laughs> don't let her because Botswana is yeah, one of the that. fastest developing countries in the world. And the number of times I have mm. talked to other Africans here, especially, and I yeah. hear their struggles and their problems and their things I have never even dreamed of experiencing. Yeah. Botswana. They're just things I hear about. Even Russians, there's a problem of like homelessness, all those kind of things. Big problem. So it's there. important to appreciate what you have and protect mm-hmm. it and just let's just work towards developing Botswana Tlabatsan category. Yeah. I know people yeah. who would kill to be in Botswana, man. Like they keep, they keep exactly. on asking, yo man, how, how can I move towards, you know, what's like what business opportunities are there? And I'm like, man, you know the people who want to be in my position and I know people who so don't many. want to be in my position. And I'm like, wow, it's <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, it's just, there's so many people who just because they see because Batana Retela a bit, you know, like our government takes care of us well. Quite so there's so many people who have told me I would kill So it's important to appreciate that though the government is struggling right now, they yeah they have never let us down as Batana. They are always there for us at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So just let's respect you know, our government, let's respect their efforts and just, yeah. it was a pandemic, we're going to struggle, but just look forward to better days and just try to create those better days. Yeah, we create our own better days to the extent. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I replied to someone on Facebook. They were like, I can't stay in a country that has a very horrible government. And I was sitting there like, do you want to know that we vote for the government? Exactly. Like, is that unclear? <laughs> Is it unclear? Yeah, that's the thing. People forget why democratic nation. I mean, the, I was listening to something by Festus Mohai yesterday. Yesterday was his birthday, so a lot of videos of him are trending. And he was mm-hmm. like, for Botswana to be sort of like recognized as a democracy, the BDP has to be voted out. And for that, like, I'm summarizing all that he's saying. And for that to happen, we are the ones that can vote him out. Exactly. And of course, if we feel exactly. something is sus, like maybe votes were rigged or something, people are people, man. People always find a way to turn around. Like that's why revolutions happen. We've heard of so many the revolutions. Truth always comes out. Yeah, the truth yeah. always comes out. Red October, the fall of the Soviet Union. You know, it's a result of people no longer wanting a system. And we're yeah. in charge of how a system works people don't actually notice that of course there are people in charge of the system but we are in charge of how the system works if we don't want it and we feel it's not working for us we have the power to change that that's the example i gave because i was when someone replied to me talking about the whole i don't like the government i i gave an example of like america america Mm. didn't appreciate how you know, Trump may have been running the country. Trump. And <laughs> yeah, and they I came agree. together. And I remember before the voting polls for America, every single post I'd scroll on on my Instagram would be mm-hmm. encouraging people to vote. Exactly. All the celebrities, everybody was encouraging people. It was like, whether you're 18, 17, we need your voice to be heard. Just vote. Please come and vote. Just vote. 
And, and it made a huge yeah. difference. And they had the highest number of votes they've ever had since the voting has started in America. Yeah. So as Botswana, we have the ability to make a difference. We have the same control. And the same thing actually happened in Zambia last week. Zambia, really? yeah, I've been following Zambian news because I have now I now have a sufficient amount of Zambian friends. So prior to the elections, a lot of people were telling me, you know, man, we're not really happy with this government and elections are about to happen in August and we want this government out. And they delivered. They, the guys out, they removed the, the current president and they voted in a new president from the opposition party. And it's not every day you hear about that in Africa, but exactly, it yeah. shows that if a country really it's is possible. a democracy, you can see that it will happen. It's possible. It's possible. And it's the same exactly. message we talked about, Tuana, man. We're in charge of our, to an extent, we're in charge of our own destiny. And you have to make the, the right choices that put you in a place where you'd be happy and you feel purposeful and yeah, delivering something important to people. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. And with those words, um, I guess we're done with the show. That was a quick thought faster than I actually thought it, it I mean it was close to an hour, but it felt like a five minute conversation, you know. Yeah, it felt like you. fifteen minutes at most. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. An hour. Yeah, it's <laughs> really? close to okay. an hour. It's been close to an hour. And yeah, folks, yeah. don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to comment, ask questions, dude, engage. This would be an interesting topic to talk about. And I'll hear from you guys in the next episode. Look after yourselves. Do the things that need to be done to keep you where you need to be. With those words, Aisha and I, the soul engineer, are out. Bye-bye. <laughs>